Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. Sometimes in this life, we find ourselves surrounded by giants. These giants are the obstacles and challenges that meet us and attempt to deny us of the promises of God for our lives. In today's message, we continue our series titled The Journey with a mini-series titled Facing Giants. Listen in, take notes, and I'll talk with you at the end of the podcast. Tammy and I had been going through some trials and we had had some really significant things happen to us which came anywhere from doctors diagnoses to actual thieves breaking in the ceiling <laughs> but what God reminded Tammy of and she shared with me she said you know what you know what the John chapter 10 and 10 which our church is named after she know you know what's on the front end of that before you get abundant life amen the thief comes amen the thief comes to steal kill and to destroy but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly amen sometimes the thief has to come (laughs) before you really get the life amen James chapter 1 verse 2 we know what it says my brother encountered all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. We had all those trials happen and I hadn't even put it together that a few weeks before that, I was standing in the corner back there and the Lord had me come up and sing this verse. (laughs) Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete. Lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. He had to remind me. He said, remember that song I had you sing? (laughs) He said, now, let your faith kick in. He said, don't let anybody feel sorry for you. As a matter of fact, beware of how you even tell your story. Make sure that people understand your story before they have a sad reaction for you. Because we love each other and so we're saddened when we hear difficult things happen to each other. But we've taught you and I want you to say, even if it's me, don't have sympathy for anybody. Have compassion for them. Sympathy looks at you and says, man, I'm sorry. Oh, it's terrible that you're in this situation. Compassion says, you know what? I feel your pain. I have empathy for you. I love you. And I'm going to God with this. (laughs) Amen. Sympathy just says, ooh, man, I'm glad it's not me. Compassion says, ooh, we can do something about this because I know a giant killer. Amen. Amen. Compassion says, I know a giant killer, and guess what? I'm going to come with you down in this valley, and we're going to take this giant's head. Amen. Amen. So that's why he says here, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing your testing of your faith is producing patience. But patience is a thing and not a state of being. Sometimes we pray for patience. Don't pray for patience. Don't pray for patience because you're going to get tempted. You're going to get tempted anyway. (laughs) You can't get around that. Amen. Don't pray for patience. Pray that God will make you perfect. 
Because that's the end of patience, is that you might become perfect and complete. Patience is going to have a perfect work in you because it's perfecting you. Patience is perfecting you. You know, when I see sometimes I'm walking in a store or something and somebody's carrying their little kid and they're killing them. I want this. And he said, well, when we get to the car, I want this. When we get to the car, I want this. Impatience is a mark of immaturity. That's why little kids have no patience. That's why you're trying to reason with the child. I'm going to give it to you five minutes from now when we get to the car. But they can't wait because they don't have the concept of time. And so their immaturity or their inability to hold themselves until they get where the promise is. Amen. Has them acting out in the moment. But I've already made a promise. When we get to the car, I'm going to give it to you. But my impatience makes me have a fit right now. When there's a promise already made. That's why he says, brother, count it joy when you fall. Fall suggests that you don't have control. You didn't walk into the trial. You fell into the trial. It wasn't on my agenda. Oh, get some eggs. Remember to call Safeco Insurance. Uh, uh, fall into a trial. <laughs> wasn't on my list of things to do today but sometimes regardless of what's on your list you fall into a trial and he said when you fall don't get upset count it all joy count it all joy you just fell into a trial count it joy why because right now your faith is being tested tested doesn't mean get an a b or c tested means proven My faith has been proven concerning if something happens to my body and I find myself in the hospital. My faith has been proven. I will continue to worship. Amen. Job was proven. Things came on him in his life. The devil said he only worships you because life is good. He only worships you because his kids are beautiful. He only worships you because he got this wife bringing him jelly sandwiches every afternoon. That's the only reason he loves you like he does. I ain't asking for a jelly sandwich, by the way. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. God said, no, that's not why he loves me. He loves me because he loves me. And the devil said, no, it's not true. And God said, go ahead. Take all this stuff. But don't put your hands on him. So he took all of his stuff. But he couldn't go past the boundary that God has set. You can't put your hands on him. And he said, okay, well, yeah, okay, his stuff is all gone, but he's okay. Now you can go further. You can touch his body, but you can't kill him. And so sickness broke out on him, but he couldn't die because God wasn't allowing that. Amen. And what did he do in the middle of it all? His wife said, Job, we lost everything. And look at you. You're covered with boils. You look terrible. And you stink. Why don't you curse God and just die? He said, shall I receive good from God and not only receive these things? 
Am I going am I going to just have everything good from God and then when things get tough I can't still worship God? And he began worshiping. And his friends came and said, Joe, what did you do wrong? Something's wrong. You must, you got a curse on your life. Something's wrong, Joe. You got a curse on you, man. Come on. And we're going to tell you all the wisdom. We're going to share all the wisdom as to why your life is the way it is. You got something wrong with you, Job. You got something secret, some secret thing that we didn't know about. And you are doing X. He said, no. For 30-something chapters, they keep trying to persuade Job that he did something wrong. And finally, God said, enough. He said, the condemnation's on you because you don't know my servant. My servant has said nothing evil about me. Now, you're going to get in line. Give him stuff. He's going to pray for you and you're going to be healed. (laughs) Amen. That's why we got to count it all joy when you fall into trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith, your faith is going to be proven that you love God without regard to your circumstance. You love God just because you love God. Amen. Thieves are broken in my house and stolen, I can officially say, but I love God. Amen. I had stuff taken and stuff broken and stuff happened, but I love God. Amen. And even when things look like I have been lost or I've lost the situation, I haven't lost because me and God is still more than enough. Amen. I've been rejected of people who are supposed to love me. But guess what? I love God. I've had people look at me and avoid me, try not to talk to me. Amen. Turn the corner when they see me. Amen. I've had that happen. But guess what? I love God. And it doesn't make a difference. I used to be sensitive to whether people like me or not. I used to want everybody to like me. But guess what? Now I just need God to love me. Amen. Amen. If you, you don't want the benefit of who I am, that's, that's your choice. Praise the Lord for you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but God is making us invincible as he's testing our faith. As he's testing our faith, he is bringing us through trials, through tribulations, through hard things. And Edgar was quoting this. Open the book of 2 Corinthians chapter Five or four. Second Corinthians four. <laughs> now I'm gonna give you this and then we're gonna close. Verse seven. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seven. It said, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Do you know what treasure is in you? Yes. You've got a treasure in you. An innumerable treasure. A treasure that can't be damaged, tarnished, or corrupted. You've got a treasure in you that won't rust, can't break, and has enough creativity to form the whole world and the universe you know and understand from scratch if he needed to. 
<laughs> Amen. You got a treasure in you that when God spoke the word, light became. <laughs> we have this treasure in earthen vessels. In other words, what's in me is more valuable than me. Ooh, man, come on, y'all. I want y'all to recognize. Come on. Come on. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. This is a vessel, a bottle. This vessel can carry anything that is liquid inside of it. It could carry other kinds of things, but for the purpose, most times this is used for liquids. The value that you can purchase this for is determined by the contents and not by the bottle. See, once the contents is more valuable than the bottle, then the value is determined by what's inside and not what's outside. <laughs> Amen. If the bottle's empty, you buy the bottle for the cost of the bottle. If the bottle's full of something valuable, then you buy it for the value of what's inside of it. Amen. <laughs> Come on. That's why we worship. We worship because we're vessels and we have a value on us. We have a certain value that is there, but our value increases when something fills us. Amen. When the Spirit of God fills your life, your value increases. But here's the powerful thing about this. When it runs out, it goes back to the value of the bottle. But this treasure don't run out. So it means whatever I was worth before, I'll never be worth that again. My value has eternally been increased. I am more important and more valuable than I can ever understand because I can't even comprehend the value of what's inside me. And I just want you to recognize that you got more value than you think you have. Amen. When the enemy comes against you like a flood, you need to say, you know what? Flood can't handle the value that's in me. When things come at you and you are in that crisis mode and you want to break down, you have to say, I can't break down because what's in me is too valuable. It will hold me up in my day of trial. Amen. I got so mad when I figured out people were broke in my house and my daughter was in there. I was so mad. And I'm like, I'm, what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do? You ain't going to do nothing. You're going to recognize your value and be quiet. You know, you start making your plans, you're plotting out how you're going to find the crooks and down. Well. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I went to the pawn shop looking for my watches. Who brought these in here? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you got a plan. You're in your mind, you're trying to get your stuff back. In your mind, you're trying to get revenge. In your mind, you want to get even. In your mind, you want to see whoever took it be condemned or caught or whatever has to happen to them. But my value starts to speak. Our value starts to speak. And my wife has been having a series of experiences in terms of this thing that are gone past the issue. They're starting to help us understand the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. But God intends for life. Amen. So I'll let, I'm going to let her tell her own story. I'm not going to get into it. She gonna, I'm going to have to have her make sure she tells what's going, what God has been doing 
But trust me, God has been given favor for his purpose and not ours. Amen. God is giving favor for his purpose and not ours. But we got to be, make sure our hearts and minds are in the place of worship and recognize our value. God said, dude, you not know that you're more valuable than a bird? Why are you worrying? The, the birds of the air, they don't, they, don't, they don't worry. God, they know God provides for them every day. They go out, they look for worms, they find them, they keep on moving. Amen? Amen. Aren't you more valuable than a sparrow? Man. I want you to remember, you are a vessel. And worship helps you recognize the value in the vessel. Your worship helps you to quantify and to understand the the increasing value that that you have. And the reason why you need to continue to worship is so that you understand, I'm going to count it joy when I fall into trials. And a matter of fact, more trials that we're under as a church, the more we should come in here worshiping. See, the enemy wants you to be under trial and not worship. God's telling you, no, count it joy when you fall into trial. Come into the church in the house of the Lord. Find your brothers and sisters who are under same types of trials and lift your hands and worship God and so that you feel the presence of God that's been with you all the time. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And he says here, We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not us. You can't see God really perform until you get to the end of your own strength. Then he's going to kick in. Amen. You got to get to the end of your strength. And now you can get there easy by yielding your strength. But if you determine to have your own strength shown, then you're going to have to get to the end of your strength before God is able to show up. Amen. Come on. Verse 8. We are hard pressed on every side. Front, back, side to side. I'm getting crushed. Crushing. Top pushing me down. Sides are squeezing me in. Front and back pressing. Hard pressed on every side. How many ever felt that pressure? Sometimes you feel like, man, it's like, a, like an anaconda around me, squeezing me. How long can I? And I can't get him off. Woo, bam. Yet not crushed. In other words, he's going to run out of strength before you do. <laughs> Amen. He's going to keep pressing and keep pressing. And he's going to realize, I can't crush this thing. And he's going to stop before you do. Amen. I can't be broken. Amen. I cannot be broken. I cannot be broken. And you need to be able to make that confession. I cannot be broken. (laughs) Come on. I can't be broken. Amen. And guess what? That means I'm going to face some trials. I'm going to have some stuff come at me. But I'm not going to break. I'm not going to crack. Because I can't. This shell can, but the treasure inside me can't. Amen. Come on. Listen. 
We are perplexed, but not in despair. In other words, I don't know what's happening next. I don't know what's going on, but I'm not worried about it. What's coming next? I don't know, but I'm not worried about it. I'm not in despair over it. I'm not in despair because I don't know if so-and-so's coming home. I'm not in despair just because of this or that, because of whether this going, I don't know. Somebody asked me one day, they said, never mind, give me keep keep on on what I'm on here. Persecuted, but not forsaken. It means everybody can be against you, but you're not by yourself. Amen, amen. Struck down, but not destroyed. And that word right there is where you ever hear me say I'm invincible. That's why. Struck down but not destroyed. I cannot be destroyed. I cannot be destroyed. Amen. Always caring about the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Sometimes people won't see Jesus, Jesus in you till they see you overcome things that were a challenge. Amen. So your testimony will speak louder than your voice. Amen. And sometimes people have to see you go through, see you stand through the midst of trial to recognize one of two things. Either you're better than them or God is in us. God told me, my mother had to have two funerals. She had one in Atlanta and she had one in Oakland. And there's a guy I know, know him for a long time. He was working at the, at the funeral home. And so when we were there, we were going to the mausoleum to take my mother's casket out. And he's standing there. He said, man, he said, I don't know how you're doing this. I said, it's not me. It's not me. Because I'm hard-pressed on every side. But guess what? I can't crack. I'm not destroyed. I'm not, I'm not here. I'm, I'm here. And I got to do what I'm called to do. I'm always caring about this life of Christ in me. <laughs> so he can be manifested in me. He said, man, I've known you in the things of God. He said, but now I see you in a different way. Because why? Not because I'm strong. I'm like everybody else. If I think about my mama long enough, I could stay in here and cry. But, but, (laughs) I'm strong on the inside because Christ in me is the hope of glory. My little children, he that's in you is greater than he is in the world. Amen? He's in us. He's in us. Let's lift our hands and let's just give God a moment of our mindset to recognize he's with us. And whatever you're facing right now, I just want to speak life over you. Whatever is attacking, coming against, trying to stifle, trying to silence, trying to crush, trying to destroy, whatever is coming against people trying to kill, to steal, or to break down, whatever's coming against them to lose their confidence and their their 
calling of God, whatever's coming against people to bring confusion or despair, whatever is coming in any way, shape, or form, whatever enemy that a prince points itself as a giant before them, right now, I bind those things in the name of Jesus. And I loose their faith right now because the testing of their faith in this moment is going to sustain them and see them through the trial or the challenge that they're in right now in the name of Jesus. No giant will prevail. No giant will overcome them. No giant will overtake them. No thing will destroy them. No thing will kill them. No thing will break them down. No thing will take what belongs to them. Nothing will be in any way, shape, or form, a theft in this place. So, Father, we release the power of the Holy Spirit. We release the goodness of your mercy. We release your Holy Ghost right now to bring forth a life, a new life on the inside of us, the uncrushable life in the inside of us, the invincible life on the inside of us, Lord, so that even our words that flow out of our mouth will be the words of faith and the words of praise that we know who you are and that you're with us at all times. So we thank you and give you praise right now. Not only will we be manifesting this glorious life of God, the life of Christ in us, not only will we manifest that, Lord, but we shall also manifest the impartation of truth and the impartation of the word to those who need to hear it, to observe and see how we have overcome. I thank you that the spirit of the overcomers in this place, Lord God, there is none weak among us. There is none failing among us. We are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And I thank you, Lord, when we feel weak, we will not be afraid to call our brother and sister and say, strengthen me, encourage me, build me up, help me in the name of Jesus. And we will because we are one in the spirit. We are joined and unified in the power of God. And we thank you, Lord, for doing a mighty work in our place. Thank you for touching us and transforming us. Thank you that as we're transformed, we're going to overflow and transform the world around us. We thank you that our brothers, our sisters, our cousins, our family members, our oikos, those co-workers, whoever we're joined with in any way, they're going to be blessed because we've been made to be a blessing to them. So we thank you, Lord, for overcoming with us, making us overcomers, making us powerful people in the mighty and precious and matchless name. Of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's message titled Facing Giants from our series titled The Journey. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, please feel free to check out our website at AbundantLifeWorship.net. And on the site, you're going to find more information about us, our church and events calendar, and other messages that may be of interest to you. On our media page, you can catch our live stream worship service, and I invite you to join us any Sunday morning. Our broadcast starts at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, and once again, the site is AbundantLifeWorship.net slash media. You can also find us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash AbundantLifeWorship.net or even you can join us for a Sunday service any Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here in the city of Vallejo, California. For directions, you can go to our website and check it out. Thanks again for joining us. And remember, Jesus came that you might have life and that more abundantly.